everybody, and welcome to Casa Loud Chat, a podcast dedicated to Nickelodeon's The Casa Grandes and the Loud House universe, and I'm your host, Sunny, and welcome to episode 46 of Casa Loud Chat, and today we're going to be talking about the recent episodes of The Loud House and The Casa Grandes that aired uh, last week and this week, of course, because there were episodes on Friday, but then we also got two more new episodes of The Loud House on Monday, back to back, so there was a lot of episodes. So we're going to be talking about those today. But I'm actually not alone in talking about all of these episodes of both shows today. I have a very special first-time guest with me here today. You know this person over on Twitter. Their username is MyChiller, or they're, they're going to be called here Skylar. Welcome to my podcast, Skylar. Hello, Sunny. Hello, everyone. Hello. How are you doing today? Thank you for coming on. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it's kind of cold, but I'm pretty good. Oh yeah, save here. When you live in the when you live in the East Coast, it's like super uh, cold all the time. <laughs> I'm in Colorado. Oh okay, yeah. Now yeah. you know how I feel. Lots of snow yeah. everywhere. <laughs> so, uh, Skyler, uh, there's probably people out there who either do know who you are or don't know who you are. So I'd like you to tell us a little bit about yourself to our audience. Tell us about yourself. Okay. Um, my name is Skyler. I um, am a. Uh, um, oh boy. I am. Um, I'm a. Oh, I'm. This is right. Okay. Here. Um, I. My name is Skyler. I like to. Uh, I like the Loud House. I like the Costa Grandes. I also like um, different types of music from different decades. So I confuse Spotify all the time. I like different TV shows from both live action animated shows. I live in Colorado. I love. My, I love baseball and hockey. My favorite teams are the Colorado Rockies and the Colorado Avalanche. And uh, uh, yeah, I also like certain, I also like uh, anime. I like certain other things too. And yeah, that's nice. Yeah, you, you like a lot of stuff. You said you like yeah. all kinds of music. I'm a, I'm a big '80s fan myself. Do you like the '80s? Oh yeah, definitely. Good, good. Yeah, 80s is my favorite decade, but good, good to hear. Um, so I, I, I've been asking this question lately to my first time guest, so I'm going to ask you, um, how did you become a fan of the Loud House and the Casa Grandes, and why are you a fan of both shows? Oh, this is actually a very interesting story for me because um, back in 2013 they uh, released a short, and I, I don't know how I found it, but I found it. And I watched it. And it was like, cause and Lincoln was going down and telling everybody and about his family and going through the hallway to film that short. And I, when I finished watching that, I was like, I just kind of like just stood up and said, "Hey, come on, please make this a show." I was like cheering it on, wanting it to be a show. And then eventually, and then I kind of forgot about it. Then they announced it's going to be a show. I was like, yeah. So I, when the first episode came out, I was already really happy to watch the show. Like, I already was already invested to wanting this to be a show. So when it came out, I was like, yeah. Uh, with the Casa Grandes, it kind of just came because they were with the Loud House and already knew the, everybody in the show, so I liked them too. That's great. So uh, you were so you were a fan from the start, like from the yeah. beginning. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, yeah, I, mean I, I became a fan early on in season one, but I didn't become a fan until Save the Date, like really late into season one. So it's crazy that some people actually like literally – want to become a fan from the start of the series but that's awesome yeah uh it was kind of it was like oh because I, I like how lincoln sold the show to me i was like oh i want this to be a show I was like yeah because it was just it felt charming to me and I just, it was really something special to me and i was like yeah this is great yeah well the show yeah i mean that hooked me into like when i first saw the show i mean i got hooked in because of ronnie but when i actually saw the show 
I like the art style and Lincoln, of course, sold me on it besides the shipping aspect. But yeah, I mean, I've been, been a fan since then. But yeah, it's cool that you like literally became a fan from the start. That's really awesome. Yeah. Okay, and then, of course, we're going to be talking about the Loud House and the Casta Grandes today. So, but first, we're, we're going to start out with some Casta news. So let's start out with some Casta news! Okay, so for this week for news of the Loud House of the Casa Grandes, um, there is a lot of stuff, but it's mostly just condensed stuff, so we, we don't have to talk about it much. But for this week, uh, uh, this week there's going to be brand new episodes of the Casa Grandes on the 15th, as we talked about before, with the Loud House Makeup Musical Countdown. Uh, they're premiering the Casa Grande episodes, uh, new, No Egress and Meal Ticket, which again were leaked out on Amazon in December, but if you haven't seen it yet, you can watch it on Monday. Have you watched the uh, meal ticket or no egress episodes yet? Or are you going to wait till Monday? I, I did see those in advance. Okay, okay. So you know that they're pretty good, right? <laughs> they're good yeah. episodes, yeah. Well, I can't mm -hmm. talk about them yet because they haven't released yet. But they're both very good episodes. So whoever hasn't yeah. seen it yet, we'll see on the 15th. Are you also excited for the... the have you Are you going to watch the Mega Musical Countdown too? Because that sounds pretty exciting. Uh, I might. <laughs> Because Carlos Penvega, the voice of Bobby, is hosting it. So that's going to be pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he was again, a big time rush, too. Yes, he was, yeah. So that's why Bobby can sing, because he was also a big time rush. That's pretty cool. And, and hosting a music countdown as well. That's pretty awesome, you know. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching that. And maybe, you know, I don't know, like, what's going to happen uh, when, I, when I post this, but... Maybe on Monday we'll finally get a promo for those Casa Grande episodes coming out. Because again, we're supposed to be having eight new episodes that week. Including the very special uh, Other Mess episode that's literally going to destroy the fandom forever. <laughs> in a good or bad way, but we're all looking forward to Other Mess of us. I mean, I am, of course. I don't know what's going to happen that day, but it's it's going to be life-changing. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> but hopefully we get a promo either on Monday or maybe Sunday because we haven't seen anything yet from any of those episodes but maybe Monday they're saving it so we all get hyped for eight new episodes that week <laughs> but it's gonna be it's gonna be fun are you excited for all those Casagrande episodes coming out? oh yeah I am. is there is there one is there one you're looking forward to the most? um let's see I, oh, other mess of course um the one with uh, Ronnie Ann and Laird Oh yeah, yeah. I am. I I'm very excited that Laird's getting a focus episode. I mean, I want a Sid episode, but if I guess Laird could get one too, <laughs> you know. But yeah, I I'm also looking forward. To, I I'm also looking forward to the Bobby and Carl one as well because their dynamic is great together. So again, hopefully we'll get a promo on Monday about all those episodes, and I I'm gonna have a very special episode for all eight of those Casa Grande episodes. <laughs> Yeah, okay. All right, and then um, we're going to move on to act to the actual news this week. Um, again, not a lot of news, but we do have new news about, uh, we have news about more new episodes of The Loud House coming out soon. We don't have dates for these. We just found out about them, I think, yesterday or two days ago. I don't remember, but we do have new titles. Uh, the, fir the first titles are Silence of the Wands and Undercover Mom. 
and the uh, description for these is the Silence of the Lambs is well, Wan is locked in a cell. That's 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 it. Just Wan is locked in a cell. <laughs> that's all it says. And then um the the um the undercover mom one. Mom goes undercover as a student. So are are you excited for these episodes? Well, Wan's finally getting an episode this season. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, that's been a while. Uh, yeah, I like the I like the reference to the title they had for Silence of Luann's. I wonder why she's in a cell. What did she do? Well, I mean, if it's an April Fool's Day episode, I mean, maybe, you know, like the last time Fool Me Twice, or I think it was Fool Me Twice, they tried to, or April Fool's Rules, they tried to lock her in a cage. So maybe, yeah. you know, once it happened again, like the family decides to lock her up in jail or something. I don't know. <laughs> It just sounds so vague. Like, why is she in jail? <laughs> it's so weird. I don't know. Um, and the the Rita one sounds kind of like interesting because I've seen episodes of shows where like a parent will dress up as a kid to go into their kid's classroom, like spy on them and stuff. Mm-hmm. It re- it reminds me of the Simpsons episode where like Homer was helping Bart with like a girl he had a crush on, so he dressed up as a student to like convince her to ask Bart out or something. That's what it reminded yeah. me of. Yeah, but we've seen that before. That That's cool that Rita's getting an episode this season. So, you know, I'm looking forward to whatever, whatever that wham was going to be about. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next episodes we know about are uh, Hurl Interrupted and Diamonds Are Forever. The Hurl one is Lynn tries to stall her friends from riding the roller coaster. And the Diamonds one is Lola and Mr. Grouse find a gem. So are you excited for these ones? We also have another Wind episode and a Lola and Mr. Grouse episode. That sounds kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, I like Again, I like the title they did for these two. Uh, Lynn stopping her friends from going on a roller coaster is interesting. I wonder why she's doing that. And Mr. Grouse and Lola, that is a pairing I was not expecting to ever hear of. Yeah, because the last time Mr. Grouse had any interaction with Aloud was bonding with Wind over sports. So it's interesting that they're, like, pairing him up with Lola. Like, I would have thought that maybe this would be Lola and Flip, because finding Gem and Flip liking money. (laughs) But I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, this is is another interesting pairing of having Mr. Grouse be in Season 5. And, yeah, the Lynn one, I don't know. Like, I think maybe she finds out, like, maybe this roller coaster is, like, too intense. And maybe she's afraid her friends might get sick on it or something, which would be kind of interesting. But I don't know. It just sounds... It sounds interesting to see why Lynn wants to stop her friends from riding a roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah um, and I'm just kind of, I wonder what friends like Margot, maybe Paula. I wonder who would that be too. Yeah. Cause the last, like in season four, we had singled out where like um, the, the friends and their couples, uh, the, the friends and their partners went to Dairyland. And so this is probably gonna be Dairyland again. Which they like using Dairyland a lot lately. lately. Like they've been using it in a bunch of episodes, even in the spinoff. Because again, other mess is gonna be about Dairyland, so it's pretty cool that they're finally using Dairyland again for locations and episodes. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. So again, we don't know when those episodes are coming out. We just found out about them. Probably will be in March. Because again, we have eight new episodes of Casa Grande's next week. I think we need a break after that. But yes, I need a slight break. Yeah, we need a slight break, especially after, especially when other mess comes out. I need a break. <laughs> I need a little break to like comprehend that episode. <laughs> all right, and so yeah, that's all the news we know of this week. 
Obviously, when I post this, there'll probably be more news after that, but that's all we know. So we're just going to jump right into the episode reviews of all the episodes that came out. So we're starting out with the episodes that aired on Friday. We're going to start with the Loud House episodes first. So let's talk about the first episode, School of Shock. Uh, Lisa takes over for her first grade classroom and learns that there's more to teaching than just knowing facts. So uh, what'd you think about the Lisa episode? I really enjoyed this one. Uh, of course, Lisa is like my top loud favorite loud sister, but I really enjoyed it. I th oh, it was funny too. Like um, the Darebot comes back, he's funny, and um, the robot and the dinosaur fight because the dinosaur is there. That dinosaur is kind of the weird party episode, but it's funny. I also like that um, that uh, Darcy was back to see because. And a little interaction at the beginning between Lisa and Darcy was really um, was really fun because you could still see a little bit of friends like Lisa wanting to make sure that Darcy uh, didn't waste her time with that question or something. And uh, it was really a, just a fun episode, a lot of funny things to see, like with Miss Johnson, Mrs. Johnson, like running around and jumping into the lockers and the all the other fun things. It was just a very high, energetic, and funny episode. Oh, you said Lisa's your favorite Lao sister. Yep. What do you like about Lisa? Well, um, I like that she's. Uh, first of all, I do really like her sarcasm. I also like the fact that she's kind of she's um she's a fun character because she's a very dynamically mixed character. She's a character that's both smart but also a small child, and she has some childishness to her. So when she's she, she's trying to that her character trying to balance those two things between it. So it kind of and it uh see she's like and a little bit of, there's some sweetness in her, but she's kind of like. Just a little bit more. She's trying to uh, push it back, but you can still see it comes out of her. And she's also she's also funny too. That's cool. I mean, Lisa's not a very—I uh, I, I hate to say this—Lisa's not a very popular choice of being a favorite character. But that's really nice that you can find you know some something interesting about her. Like she's not like one of my top favorites, but she can be really funny when she's super sarcastic. So that's cool that Lisa's your favorite. That's very interesting. I like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, go ahead. I see a little bit. Of, yeah, I see a little bit of her myself a little bit because I have also not. I'm not as. I'm not like saying I'm super smart, but I'm saying I have seen a little bit of myself in her. Like some of the things, like I like a lot of like look, read a lot of information, looking a bunch of stuff up and everything. So I see a little bit of that uh, in myself with her too. That's cool. That's cool. I mean, I, I have a friend who's who Lisa was their favorite, but to me, it's always super rare to find a Lisa fan in the fandoms. That's that's awesome. Uh, but as for me, yeah, um, I was actually re-watching the um, uh, show, uh, plug here, the Casa Live we did recently uh, with uh, Casa, La Casa Loud Cybercast. We do the Casa Live sessions every so often. Uh, I talked about this episode where, you know, again, Lisa's not one of my favorite uh, uh, character, Not one of my, but like, she's not my, like a least favorite, but she's not one I don't really, you know, focus on. But like... I feel like with Lisa, like, the one gripe I have about with her character sometimes is that I feel like she thinks that sometimes she thinks she's better than everybody else in certain episodes, and that's something I think is a weakness against her as a character to make, like, to make me kind of like her. Like, in this episode, she thought that she was better at teaching than her own teacher, and she made her teacher quit, which is really funny, because, like, I remember the teacher being like, oh, man... And I thought Lola was going to be bad. <laughs> like, you know, like, like it was just so interesting to see, like, Lisa was the one that actually made her teacher quit and leave so Lisa could take over the class. And yeah, see, Darcy again was awesome because the last time we saw Darcy was in season three. And we didn't think they would remember that Darcy is Lisa's friend. 
So it's cool that Darcy was actually in the same class as Lisa and to see her and remember her again. And yeah, like, again, Lisa was trying to teach her class and bringing back Darabont was cool too. Like, that was pretty awesome. Again, continuity I love in this show. And again, like, um, Lisa just bringing a dinosaur to life, you know? Like, I'm not surprised at this point that Lisa could just bring a dinosaur to life in the classroom. But I did like that the teacher came back and helped Lisa by, uh, you know, like, using all the skills that they learned in class to tame the dinosaur. And Lisa learned that, yeah, I shouldn't be going about this the way I would. Because, again, she didn't know how to teach kids her age. Because, again, she thought that she was, like, smarter than everybody else and thought that, like, I don't know, teaching, like, math equations, all this stuff to, like, you know, like, first graders was, like, the best option to be a better teacher. But, you know, you had to have the other teacher come back and teach the way they should at their level, you know. So, again, it was a pretty funny episode just because Lisa, when she's sarcastic, she could be really funny and engaging. But sometimes I just don't like when she, for certain reasons, thinks that she's, like, better than everybody else in certain ways just because she's smarter. But that's just, that's just my opinion. Uh, I think that kind of just shows her uh, more childish part of her because I think that shows that she's that a child, young child would think that they when they can do something that no one else can do they'll say I'm the best I can do all this I think that shows that part of her uh, characterization also like the fact she has like kind of like has no filter to what she says like when she uh, insulted Miss Allegra and um, with softball part or brought up the softball not, not making a softball team and the other part when she tells um, which made me laugh because I like dark humor but a little bit when she said that uh, we'll all be dust at the, by that point anyway but I think that kind of fits how her character is that she has a little bit of that arrogance to because that's her childishness coming out of her. Oh, yeah. No, I, I definitely agree on that. Because, again, like, again, she is, like, a first grader. So it's always, like, to me, it's always like, oh, yeah, like, she is still a child. So, like, when she tries to, when she tries to become, like, you know, like, a, a smart ass and, like, try to, you know, think that she's, like, better than everybody else, it is her childish side coming out of her. Like, she kind of reminds me of Lola when Lola tries to get her way. That's, like, Lisa, but she's more, like, a practical side of being selfish and stuck up when she wants to do things her way. So, yeah, I, I didn't really think about that until you pointed that out. Like, yeah, that's definitely a weakness of hers that she's very, very stuck up and childish when she wants to be. You know, that's a major flaw of hers. Yeah, um, and I do wish they had other ideas for plots for her instead of just showing her that she's smart. Because we would by, by now we know that she's really smart, so I think there should be other plot ideas they could have for her as well. Oh yeah, yeah, that they do like always keep a pattern with her, like something to do with science. You know, we just had the flip episode where you know she experiments on flip, which is like yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about that episode. <laughs> I actually enjoyed that one. Okay, well, you know, I mean, it's Lisa. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean, also the episode is like, there's part of it that made me laugh because just, they just went all the way with it. And also, um, the, because also, like, there's a few things I caught that a lot of people didn't catch, like the doctor, Carolinitis' name. They used the name of the doctor who uh, did the, the naming, like, when you have, like, uh, the, when they name animals and species, they did that. So that was, that was like only a few people would catch. So, oh, okay. But um, it was a funny episode to me. So I really didn't, like, dislike that one. That's Lisa fair. and plus Clyde and Lincoln kind of held it together versus the flip side. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, whenever they shoot Horn Lincoln into an episode, it makes it better for me <laughs> than like just having flipped there. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, um, is there anything else you want to say about school shop before we move on? 
Um, let's see. Uh, no, I think that's it for now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I. I. I really like. You know, besides my gripes with Lisa, sometimes this is a really good episode for her, especially because again, this. This like I think this is one of the first episodes we've had of her where a loud sibling or like a loud family member doesn't show up in the episode. It's just her in the classroom setting. So it was cool to just see a full like solo episode with Lisa and just her class. So. I think it was pretty good. Pretty good episode. Yeah. All right. So the next one we're going to talk about, which uh, uh, I might have to put a disclaimer here for everybody here. We are going to try not to go into politics territory <laughs> with this episode because, yes, it is a very real episode of um, the way of society is now with politics. You know, I'm not knowledgeable of politics. I'll try not to talk about politics here, but yes, this is an episode about politics, which is um, election-shunned. Uh, Letty goes toe-to-toe with the mayor in a citywide Royal Woods election. So what do you think about election, the Letty episode where she runs for mayor? Uh, when they started it, it starts kind of funny. Like, she's just automatically being the mayor's intern, which is like, if you just turn in the episode, I thought, did I miss something? She's right there being an intern of the mayor. But um, I like the fact that the beginning of the episode, they set it up where Mayor Davis is not a bad person. They showed that she's kind and would be working with Lenny. Like she'll jump up with Lenny and understand Lenny. They did a good job of studying up that both these characters are not uh, not going with for later in the episode. They're not going to they're not making it where you're going to have a villain in this episode. That's either the mayor or Lenny. Instead, they're going to have it be uh, Vic, the campaign manager, because he comes in and he's uh, he's the guy with the, uh, he's the, and he. Um, ooh. He and um he's talking to the mayor and then Lenny gives her ideas and he said no we don't like your ideas and Lenny's like uh, and the mayor says something like helpful in a way it's like there's more than just uh, good ideas but it's kind of like they did a good job of studying at the beginning and then the rest of the episode is really really fun um where like uh because Lenny running for mayor I like how the family's just just like oh sure you can, we'll, we'll help you out we'll run for mayor with you okay, that's great and then the episode then the mayor sees um Lenny. Her can- and having all these people stare around there like, yeah, and liking her plans and everything. And they, uh, so the mayor takes notices and the campaign manager, this is when it starts getting negative. And it kind of shows like how people do like to tend toward being nor- toward negative things. So then the campaign gets, but Lenny actually held back until it gets to the point where they insult her, where she feels her family was insulted because the mayor and the campaign manager bring up the uh, family uh, being kicked out from swimming pools and a whole bunch of family history. Like, wow, they just brought it all up. Um, and then Lenny starts to go negative too, and then they kind of go back and forth. I love the Lincoln's ad because it's just like it's just like the laser uh, mayor and the cats. It's like Lincoln made the funniest ad. I wish those real political ads like that. It'd be funny. And then the one after that with the mayor's one, where it's like it made me the line that made me laugh was like, "She'll drive over your rights and maybe your family." <laughs> And then eventually uh, it goes, it builds up really well and fits into Lenny's character of being a mostly a sweet character where she decides when the people in her crowd are like, boo, and uh, saying things about the mayor, she's like, whoa, whoa, the mayor's a good person. And I'm sorry I said all those lies and everything. And everybody leaves. And then I don't think you want Scoot supporting you. So probably was good that she left too. And all this way. And um, so it was a really good episode. And then it showed later on where Vic gets fired. And the mayor and Lenny are working together again. It, it was a really good episode. It had funny moments. Rita's moment was weird and funny. She was like chasing the guy uh, in the car. It was, and then they landed in the water. That was funny. It had a lot of funny moments to it. Lola be uh, doing things. Lynn uh, and 
uh, Lana being involved. It was, and of course, Lincoln's dad, it was all just a funny episode too. Yeah, yeah, I, I absolutely agree with all of that. Like, before before I say what my overall opinion is on the episode, I have to point out a, uh, a continuity quarter, as I will say now. All the continuity in this episode was fantastic. Like, I am so happy that the Loud House is finally acknowledging that they could do continuity in the best way possible. Because again, like, when the mayor mentioned they got kicked out of the pool... They start a zombie apocalypse. Have you eaten at their restaurant? It's it's like bad. It's like, yes, I remember all this stuff. Like, I remember they, when they got kicked out of the pool. I remember the zombie apocalypse. I remember this. It's like, they actually call back to things that us fans will remember. And we actually will acknowledge it. It's like, yes, you remember the continuity. And like, the when uh, they said the, um when they did the, um, the campaign, like they did the ad with Letty and running over people in the car, they said that she had, she had failed her test 14 times which is a callback to season one driving miss hazy where she still hasn't passed her driving test like there's a lot of great callbacks in this episode and again rita the road rage was a callback to the episode um no bust no fuss when they were when rita was taking the kids to school and she's had like this road rage problem like recently and so yeah i just have to applaud the loud house for finally like embracing continuity because you know I praise the Casagrandes that they are top notch with their continuity, and the Loud House is slowly getting there. So maybe they're learning from the Casagrandes. But yes, we finally we appreciate you finally acknowledging the continuity can work in the show and make it great. Um, but yes, this episode, and I'm gonna echo my friend King Mitch Twenty on Twitter, who is a huge Letty fan. Uh, but like, but like him, um, I absolutely love this episode. It's a, it's I think it's the best Letty episode to date, just because it really like, highlights Lenny's strengths as a character. Like, again, like, they, they, they could have, like, had it where Lenny has dumb ideas, you know, like, her ideas didn't work, but she actually had good ideas that would really benefit the town. Like, you know, the, the tax-free day at the mall and some other things that she mentioned was, like, really, like, like, really good ideas that would actually benefit everybody, and I know, like, in the episode, they're all, like, laughing at her, thinking, oh, well, she's, she can't run for mayor, but, like, she knew her stuff, and that was great, and having the family support her, like, Lola be her campaign manager, like, Lola is always great at anything she does, so I always love when Lola shows up, and, like, again, Lincoln's little ad he did with the cats, like, wonderful, like, and, like, everything in this episode is great, and again, like, you know, I don't want to go into politics, but the satire is just too relatable, especially, like, at the end where, again, like, everybody was booing Mayor Davis, and Lenny's like, no, like, that's not true, like, I'm tired of, of, of lying, like, I want to tell the truth, I want to say what's on my mind and stop, like, you know, digging up dirt on D Mayor D Davis, I want to tell how I feel, but, like, the audience was like, nah, I've walked away, like, that's just too real of our society of nobody wants to listen to somebody who's truthful, like, you know, nobody really cares if you're telling the truth or being honest about yourself, that's just, that's just too real on, on life. Um, but yeah, I love that Lenny got to be the intern for the mayor, like, like you, I was like, wait, huh? Like, where did this come from? Did we miss an episode? But it's cool that Lenny, like, got this internship for some reason. I don't know how she did, but it's great for her to have this besides the job at the mall and still working for Mayor Davis. Like, maybe, like, I know she fired her campaign manager. Maybe in the future, Lenny might become her campaign manager after the internship. I don't know if they're going with that like they're going with that movie forward but it would be a great opportunity for Lenny to become her campaign manager which would be awesome because again Lenny 
like really had good ideas that Mayor Davis actually embraced in the end. So yeah, like I think this is the best Lenny episode to date because they really like develop her character and give her strengths and, you know, really show that like, you know, she's still a, a really sweet character, but when she could get like dirty, like, you know, when she was digging up dirt and she could be like, you know, malicious like that was great. But like, also again, like she's super smart and knows what she's doing. I think like that it's great. Like I, I love this episode. I think it's a great episode for Lenny. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah, it was really sweet for her. And also, um, I'm, I would have laughed that she had become, if they had made her the mayor permanently, I knew they wouldn't have, but it would have been like, um, the Nickelodeon version of Doug, where the um, where they did switch mayors in the show, you know, I would have laughed that they made Lenny the mayor. I know they wouldn't have done it, but I would have been like, "What? Hold on, wait a minute." That would have been funny to me. But I'm glad they. Uh, but it was still a great episode. It did show her strength. Again, it was really good at showing her strength. Lenny has really good plot lines in the show. She that they can work with with her character. It's really nice they can do that. Yeah, yeah. Like I was thinking that maybe she did. She would become mayor, but maybe once she took on the responsibilities and like. They told her, oh, you can't see your family anymore, or you can't go to the mall anymore. You have responsibilities now that maybe it would, it would let her decide to quit. But, you know, I'm glad they didn't actually make her mayor, because, again, she's only 17. I don't know how she was able to run, but, like, the logic behind that is somewhere, like, nobody bat an eye on. Why is this 17-year-old running for mayor? Like, shouldn't anybody be questioning this? But, you know, like, I'm glad at least she got this internship and is still working with the mayor, and... Maybe they'll bring this back eventually, you know, like, I know she has her job at the mall, but maybe this is something where she could take on this this opportunity once she turns 18 or something. But, you know, you know I, I, I hate to say this, but because Lori's moved away, I'm really glad they've kind of focused on Lenny being the oldest in the family and giving her more opportunities to shine as, like, an older, you know, sibling in the family, but also taking on more opportunities than just what she has right now, like, you know, I, I really, I really enjoyed Lenny's growth in the show. Like, she's, she's come a long way. So, I, yeah, I, I can't praise this episode enough for doing a great, like, you know, I, I love Boss Baby. That's a great episode. Just, again, we needed that episode to show Lenny as the oldest in the family now since Lori was gone, since Lori's gone. But this really, like, sold me on Lenny being one of my favorite characters now. And I can't wait to see what else they do this season with her. Yeah, me too. And it's like Boss Baby, uh, Boss Maybe, uh, set up like we set up the pitch, and this episode knocked out of the park. That's that's uh, more on that. It's, they're developing her really well, and did a great job on it. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to say about Lex Sean before we move on? Um, not really. Oh, uh, yeah, not really. Yeah, that's. I think I did everything. Yeah. Okay, all right. Then we'll move on to the Casa Grandes, who had new episodes on Friday as well. So let's talk about the first episode, which is Fool's Gold. Uh, when they find a treasure map, the Casa Grandes go on a wild search for Pacha Villa's lost gold. So what do you think about Fool's Gold, the uh, treasure map episode? Uh, I know Casa Grande is like doing this more than last, where they do this uh, the aesthetic of uh, comic stuff. So I really liked in the episode, you saw like when Carl was... Uh, playing so uh, fake soccering you saw like the words pop up and the other crashes and stuff coming that was really fun this episode was really really fun i really enjoyed seeing the um the casa grande boys and all and the, and the guys together and just doing something together um i also found it sweet that hector kept that bottle 
uh, that he had from his first date with Rosa for like t- for tons of decades. It was really sweet of him to do that. But it is funny he forgot. And the whole episode was just like really, really fun, energetic episode. Everybody going there, looking for the clues. Um, I, I had laughed a lot of times um, when the guy got picked up by the birds, which this town is really weird with its animals. Like the, the rats were able to come together and like the cats do and do horrible, disturbing things. The rats took that guy away. Um, that was just that was randomly funny. Also, and Carlos fighting a squid, um, that just made me laugh. And he won too. Like he he won a, he won beating up the squid. And then um, the energy of the episode. Then when um, Hector accidentally uh, texts everybody that wasn't Rosa, and everybody gets into the whole little fight looking for uh, the gold. That was really funny. And then um, so the whole episode just had a whole bunch of energy. It was funny and had a lot of greatness. Plus, it was just there was the one-liners that were fun too, and it was just like everything in this episode was just really, really funny to watch and complete from the beginning. Uh, joy to watch from the beginning to end. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I think you know, overall, all of these four episodes were all they all knocked it out of the park. Like, you know, I'm not like again, like I'm not really a big fan of the episodes they've been doing lately with. No Roddy in it because Roddy is my favorite character. So like having two episodes back to back where she's not in them was kind of disappointing. But you know like these were like the two like you know the guy the guy the guy night adventure episodes with all the guys in them. But it was pretty cool like the four of them like this pairing was very interesting with like Carl, CJ, Hector, and Carlos because they had like Carlos is getting a bunch this season. Carl always gets like all kinds of spotlight. CJ, we haven't seen in a while, and Hector, of course. So it was pretty cool with that. And again, yeah, this was a very entertaining episode. Like, I love the twist at the end. Like, I did not see that coming. Like, you know, Hector, again, he's super old. He probably didn't remember that this was like some kind of like offer that they had like at Pachavia's tacos, not Pachavia the person. Because like when I talked about Acosta Live, I was actually kind of confused about the ending. So I was like, wait, so. Okay, so, like, Hector didn't know that, like, this was actually a thing that happened where him and Rosa went on their first day at Pachavia's Tacos, and he kept this whole, like, I guess, like, campaign they did, like, to get coupons for the tacos, and then, like, you know, you would think that, like, you know, uh, Becca Chang, who works at the zoo, would have found the, the treasure by now, because, like, it's dug deep in the zoo, like, didn't anybody check that? Like, it's just so funny that nobody realized that that was there the whole time. But, um, yeah, like, like again, really funny episode. Like, all the visual gags are great this episode. You know, again, Car- Carlos, like, when he gets a squid, don't mess with Carlos, man. And, like, um, you know, like, uh, the, the rats coming back. And, again, the continuity callback, of course, of season one, where Hector said that Pachavi- that his gra- uh, four-time great-grandfather rode with Pachavia. Again, Casagrande is always consistent with her continuity. Also, call back to uh, a bad cluck, where uh, again, uh, Hector texting the whole town instead of just Rosa, like he always does. But like, I kind of wish, I kind of wish in this episode we could have saw the entire Casagrande family and the Santiago's at the zoo than just all these other random people. Like again, like we saw like Maybell and we saw Mr. Nakamura and we saw you know. But, like some other random ones, like Parr was there for some reason, Mr. Scully was there for some reason, Becca Chang, Stanley Chang, like all these other random characters just popped up and it's like, 
why why is it like the other Casa Grande family members there like you know like we'll talk about it in the other episode but like it's just so weird that like they included like the side characters but like, I I really wish the whole family could have been involved in the storyline because when we first heard about season two this episode was mentioned in it and I was like oh well it's gonna be like a fun adventure story with all the Casa Grandes right nah just four of them <laughs> and not like any of the other family members just like the other random side characters who just pop up just because they want the gold. Like, it was so weird, but, like, you know, what can you do with this opportunity? But, no, I mean, I, it was a really funny episode. Like, very engaging. Like, again, I was worried that I wouldn't be engaged in these episodes because, again, no Roddy in it. But, you know, I, I want to try to enjoy these episodes for what they are. And, yet, yeah, it was a very funny episode because these four characters really make it engaging, you know? So, yeah, no, really, a really funny episode. Like, I, I, I this was a very good episode. I, I really liked this one. Yeah, um, and, uh, oh, it was also fun, um, what was it? Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I was also wondering, like, they also, um, I think it would have been interesting, I think he might have forgot to text his family. That's probably, that could be a fun way to, decided they forgot about texting everybody in the family, texting everybody else but his family, because, uh, that could have happened. Um, it was also uh, just kind of fun to see the um, how they like how to how they interact with each other. The four, four of them interact with each other because like um, my favorite line, one of my favorite lines was like when um, the the bottles on top of the building, and uh, uh, um, Car um, Carl says to Carlos, "Go get it, Dad." And then yeah, and then Carlos Car uh, Carlos goes up and says to Hector, "Yeah, go get it, Dad." That made me laugh. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. It's really cool to see the interactions. It's really funny. But uh, let's see. Um, is there anything else you want to say about Fool's Gold? Not really. No. Okay, and then we'll move on to the final episode, which is Flight Plan. Uh, Frida and Carlos go on a fancy plane ride, but Carl and Carl, CJ, Carlitos try to sneak on for an adventure of their own. So, what do you think about Flight Plan? This is probably my favorite episode of the night. But what do you think about this one? Uh, it was fun too. They um, so again, this time we just had the three uh, Costa Grande boys, and then um, they were they were a really fun team together. I loved Carlitos' expressions in this episode. He was it was really cute and fun to see him do that. Um, Rose, uh, not Rose, um, Carlota and Carlos are a sweet couple together. That was like a nice gift they got each other. They got each other nice gifts and uh, all the fun things about this episode. Then um. The three boys trying to figure out how to, because uh, they really, really want to be on this plane and they couldn't be on it. So they, these three babies, the babysitters they found, they found some creative ways to get rid of them, um, which was just made me laugh. The poor, uh, that poor, um, and of course, I wonder what poor Maybelle's doing because she's get her date probably. Yeah. And then, um, uh, then, uh, then of course they make it to there because they finally get to, but then they found out they can't ride on that plane. We never get to see that plane though. Like, you yeah. Never got to see Carla we're not gonna see those two on the plane. I thought you had it in the title card right there. I at least wanted to see them on a plane. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Like, we never got to see Carlos and Frida on the plane that they were going on. It's on the title card. That's so weird. Like, I guess they just didn't have any more time. But that's just where we didn't get to see them. You know? Yeah. And then they get on the uh, self-flying plane, which they just left. Someone just left unattended, ready to go. And they fly around. The the plane was just messy with Carl, though. It was like it was just messy with Carl. That was funny too. And then again, the stuff on the plane was funny. The floating, the Carl, uh, Carlitos doing what he was doing. That was funny. It was just. And then of course, Carl, uh, Carl had to apologize to the plane. It was like, okay, fine, you can get. I'll break it. And then the AI comes back and the the self-driving taxi and they're screaming and crying and then um when um when um 
Carlota and uh, Carlos comes back from not Carlota. Dang. Yeah, Carlota uh, wasn't no, in this episode. Now. Carlota Frida, wasn't in this episode. Frida, dang. Frida and Carlos uh, were in this, and when they came back, they wondered why their kids are cry, uh, crying and hugging them. Say, well, just let it go. It's fine. That's all right. Um, and then uh, st- also Stanley Chang was a funny episode. He really likes talking about trains. It's like he's really devoted to his train. Then he kind of had the that was funny too because they keep having to come back to uh, when the kid got with their babysitters. It was funny. Yeah, no, I wanted to. Yes, yeah, so, so I actually wanted to point it out because, like, in this episode, Carlota was in the beginning of the episode with the family giving Frida and uh, giving Frida her anniversary gift, right? And then Car- then Carlota just disappears for the rest of the episode. Like, I get that they needed to write Carlota out of the episode, but the fact that you included Carlota in the beginning raises more questions than answers because like, you know, when the fa- when the when when Carlos and Frida are looking for people to babysit, you know, Carl, CJ and Carlitos, Frida says something like this. She says like Oh, well, thank you. Uh, I think it was Miranda was the first one. She said, oh, thank you. No, it was Mr. Nakamura. She said, oh, thank you, Mr. Nakamura, for babysitting. The entire family was busy. And I'm like, no, I, I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't believe the entire Casa Grande family is busy. Like, what would Rosa be doing? Cooking? That's not busy. What would Roddy Ann be doing? Hanging out with Sid? No. I, I, I think Roddy Ann and Sid could probably babysit Carl, CJ, Carlitos. Or, you know, like, have the boys hang out in the Mercado with Bobby. Like, I'm sure Bobby needs more help in the Mercado. Like, I don't believe for one second that the entire Casa Grande family was busy. But, again, and if Carlota was there in the beginning, I'm sure Carlota could have babysat the boys. But, you know, like, the, the like you didn't have to include that line, the whole family being busy. Like, I get it, they had to write the whole family out of the episode. But you did have, like, you could have, Frida could have, like, pushed that line out. Like, they could have, they could have not had that line and we wouldn't be questioning it. But the fact they said, like, oh, the whole family's busy. Like, no, I, I don't believe that. <laughs> I believe Ronnie is not busy right now. I don't believe that Rose is busy and I, or vice versa. Yeah, no, the boys could probably go somewhere else. But they need to do that for the episode. But overall, this is probably my favorite episode of, of Friday. Because I, again, the boys, Carl, CJ, and Carlitos, seeing all three of them together finding ways to get onto the plane by, like, you know, stopping their babysitters. Like, all the creative ways they were able to get their babysitters to leave. Like, Mr. Nakamura with his, like, you know, dolls, which he shouldn't bring over dolls if he doesn't want them to play with them. Like, that was, that's on you, Mr. Nakamura, for doing that. And then Scary Miranda with the, the horror movie, like, you know, and I love all the references, like, Carlitos crawling on the on the wall was like a reference to Alien, and uh, C- uh, CJ was like with the Exorcist and stuff, which is pretty cool. Uh, I think I think Carl was like a werewolf. He was like doing Teen Wolf or something, but that was pretty cool. And then like um, you know Maybell, poor Maybell. <laughs> I feel bad for Maybell. I don't know what happened with her after she tried to have a a, a dinner with her crush, her celebrity crush. So. Uh, I don't know if I ever see Maybell again, but, uh, um, but yeah, like, it was kind of a disappointment that, like, we didn't get to see Carlos and Frida on the plane, even though they hyped it up and on the title card, and yet we always saw the boys on the, um, the self-flying plane. I guess they didn't have any time to show, uh, Carlos and Frida on the plane, but yeah, no, I love, 
I think that the, the, the talkie plays slash taxi is like the best character in the Casagrandes. Just the way that she was so sna- sassy towards uh, Carl. And like when the boys were crying and being like, we want to get, get off the plane. She's like, oh, uh, she's like, I, I want to hear an apology from Carl. I'm sorry, okay? All right, all right. <laughs> you know? Like that was really funny. And yeah, like the, the boys apologizing to Carlos and Frida. And they're like, uh, what do we do? And, and Frida's like, just, just, let, just let it happen, <laughs> you know? Um, I love Carlos and Frida. They're super adorable together. Like, Frida's my favorite Casa Grande. I guess that's why this is my favorite episode of the night, just because I love Frida and, like, anything. So seeing, like, Carlos getting excited about the gift she gave him and, like, jumping into her arms and spinning around and being so cute together. And, like, Carlos being so excited to get on the plane, like, bouncing up and down. Like, it was so cute. Like, I love Carlos and Frida so much. But the episode overall was, like, really fun. And, and I really liked seeing Carl, CJ, and Carlitos as a pair. Because, you know, like, Carlitos, you know, he's very expressive for a baby. And even though he doesn't talk, like, Lily, it's cool to see, like, Carlitos be more expressive and, like... Because mostly his thing was just, like, copying other people. So it's cool that Carlitos can have, like, again, a mischievous side because of Carl. But, like, the thing is, like, CJ, for example, CJ's, like, 13 years old. And yet, like, I remember, like, Nat pointed this out in the Castle Live where, like, in uh, Spies Who Love Me, they actually have, like, CJ watch the baby for them when they go out to, like, spy on Roddy Ann. But then here, they need, like, a babysitter for all three of them. I don't know why CJ can't watch Carl and Carlitos, but then again, you see why. Like, I think Carl is a terrible influence on CJ and Carlitos. Hence <laughs> why they need a babysitter, because, wow, like, they're all, like, very mischievous. And, you know, like, sometimes I don't like in episodes, like, in Flea Market, where the kids act super duper childish and annoying just for the sake of the plot like i still i still hate i still hate that episode just because ronnie ronnie is super childish and i don't like seeing that side of her much but like in this episode they made it work just because of how funny it was seeing all the boys trying to get their babysitters to leave and then eventually get on the plane but yeah no i think this is probably my favorite episode like of of this of, of that week because yeah i definitely Loved everything about this episode. It was really funny, really engaging, and yeah, I think the the episode overall just it's really great. I really liked it. Yeah, I actually kind of think I was thinking about like the others not being around them, but like if Ronnie Ann was babysitting them, they wouldn't be able to trick her as well. Neither would they wouldn't be able definitely be able to trick Rosa at all. They might be able to get Hector. If like let him fall asleep, we can end up like the Rugrats just run out themselves. Uh, but like a lot of the background, a lot of like Carlotta probably wouldn't let him go through either. They they kind of probably know their tricks more than like the random neighbors do. I think that's why they kind of put it that way. The line was unnecessary, but I still feel that they probably did it because they that someone at least knows that these characters would probably know that their tricks more than the outsiders would, and that's why I think they did it that way. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely fair. <laughs> I mean, I, I I think I can see like I think Carl would be able to trick Ronnie Ed because he's he has multiple times like it walked out run, he was like, Okay, I'll get give me five bucks, I'll give back Lalo and she's like, Okay, and then gives him the money, he's like, Nice to do business with you. <laughs> like, I think Ronnie is pretty easy to trick, not gonna lie. <laughs> but um, yeah, like you're right about that. Like, I think with Rosa, no, like, they, she wouldn't be able, Hector, yes. I mean, if, if Hector, if the, but then again, it's like, okay, but why not Hector? Because we just had an episode where Hector was paired with Carl and CJ. So, 
you know, but again, you're right, you know, it was just their way of saying, like, if we had an episode where, like, all the other Casta Grandes babysat the boys, then they probably wouldn't get away with what they did this episode versus the random characters they picked in this episode. So you're right about that. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, and also, um, I did like, the, I think this was a really fun one, too. I really enjoyed this one, uh, kind of, as much more. I think I enjoyed the other one more, but I did enjoy this one. It was kind of fun to see them, um, together and have, uh, especially these three, because they're they are fun brothers together, too. It was just nice to see these three boys. Carl is a bad influence on everybody, though, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting, again, just to have two back-to-back -back episodes with, like, no Rodian mentioned and no Rodian whatsoever. Like, you know, I, like, yeah, like, I'm surprised that they've actually did this earlier on than, like, Loud House. Like, it took them till season three to have their first episode with no Lincoln, and then, like, in the Casa Grandes, they tried it out with Uptown Funk with no Rodian in the episode, and they made that work. So, it was like, okay, well, we can just do it early on. We don't have to have Roddy in every single episode, which is pretty cool that they could do that. Yeah, while I'm not a fan of most of them, like the Carl one or, you know, the Carlota one, I was, like the CJ one, I wasn't really engaged without Roddy in. But these two actually, they really made it work. So I think they're, they're you know, improving on what they can do without writing Roddy in every single episode. But then again, you know, next week, She's going to be having a ton of episodes with, with with her in it, so I think she needs a little break. But yeah, no, both of these episodes were, were both really good, I would say. Yeah, uh, next week she's going to be an utter mess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's bad enough because not just utter mess, but teacher's fret, the one where she has to watch her dad date her teacher. Like, Tuesday's going to be like a... She's going to be an utter mess on both of those episodes. So, like, I'm worried about her safe... I'm worried about her health. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, oh, my God. But, yeah. But, yeah, no, they definitely made it work with two episodes without her in it. But, yeah, I really... Again, all, all four of those episodes were really great. I would say, like, definitely all solid episodes back to back, just just great episodes. But yes, but now we're gonna be jumping over to Monday, where we had two more brand new episodes of The Loud House that aired before the game show tuned in, which you know tuned in's been having new episodes and the game show where they t they um, test your knowledge on cartoons and stuff. And the first night uh, for tuned in, actually, they actually they have like pictures in the background of all the shows they do, and the one kid Logan who won that night. He was standing behind a Lincoln and Roddy Ann picture. So I'm like, good on you, Logan. You, you chose the right spot. Uh, but yes, let's talk about the Loud House ones. So the first one is uh, Zack Attack. Uh, Zack and Rusty fake an alien la landing that sends the whole town on a hunt for a li for little green men. So I, I, you know, Skylar, I saw your icon to Zack on Twitter. So I figured you really liked the Zack Attack episode. Yeah, I really did. It's like the um, it's one of the episodes I actually gave ten out of ten. Um, it's really it was a really fun episode. First off, I like seeing like Zach's expression at the beginning was really fun. He was like he was like having his best day ever. He was gonna go out. He found out aliens were coming. I liked the plot idea too, like him and aliens. It was funny. It was funny time to have Zach have something uh, happen with him in the episode. In the episode, and then he goes to school and has the uh, gives out the party stuff and is ready to go. And then. The whole episode itself was really just energetic and fun. I was like, because uh, they usually watch these shows, the episodes live on TV. And then, so I usually, and sometimes I live tweet the episodes. But this time, like, I couldn't even live tweet. I was like, just too engrossed in having fun with the episode. They had a great mixture of the background characters, too. They had Girl Jordan back. They had Emma, the girl that Clyde liked for a while. They had, um, and it was just, it was just a whole bunch of energy in the episode. And then, um, 
I like the shading and the coloring of the episode. It was, and um, and of course, uh, Zach and his parents are fun because Zach's parents are just really fun. Everybody likes his, his, his mom's cookies, apparently. And it was just um, and the plot itself, like, because there's all a tension in the episode too like that you don't know what the town was going to do because the city uh, the town just believed that uh believed that the aliens landed and they were like oh my gosh and then they actually believed zach's parents about the idea like they could be human somewhere and they were just running around panicking it was really fun it had like an energy energetic uh b movie style feeling to it where like everybody was just on panic zach was uh, building up his worry because he knew this was not true he knew there was no aliens he was trying everything and then um the whole episode just worked out really well there, and it was just, and also at the end, they used Flip in a good way too, because mm. Zach had just had admitted that everything was fake and everything was going was kind of going, but it was gonna be like one of the resolutions where it just ended that way. But then Flip doing the fake UFO thing was kind of sweet in a way, even though he was probably doing he was doing it for, on his own needs. But it was kind of nice to help Zach out in a way, because Zach was like, because I like to see the still right there. It was really, really just a fun episode throughout. Yeah, like. Um... <laughs> This is going to be, like, I guess hypocritical of me, but I'm not going to lie. The flip the flip ending got a chuckle out of me. Like, that was that was really well done. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I actually really laughed at that because, like, you know, I don't, I, you know, again, I'm not a huge fan of Flip, but, like, when they actually use him for good jokes like that, like him at the end, like, that caught me off guard. Like, I legit thought there was actually going to be real aliens in this episode, but, like, that ending guy with, with, with Flip made it work like i was like okay well all right that was pretty funny um but yeah no like i'm surprised he gave us a 10 out of 10 like i'm usually not one to give episodes 10 out of 10 like you know i don't like there's only one episode of the loud house i gave a 10 out of 10 to which was game off because that episode was like exceeded my expectations higher than like any episodes done before but yeah like this episode was was really fun just because again it's nice to see um it's nice to see that like they actually are giving characters like Zack more focus, you know, like the side characters giving their own episodes, because we had a, we had a Liam episode, or two Liam episodes, actually, this season we had one, we had a Stella episode, we've had Clyde episodes, you know, Lincoln episodes, and it's cool that they paired, like, Zack and, um, Rusty, because, like, they got, like, a little, like, I guess, friendship rivalry thing going on between the two, but it was cool that it wasn't just, like, Zack and Rusty, like, for the whole episode, they had the whole gang in the episode. And again, like, bringing back girl Jordan and, and uh, again, uh, uh, Emma, Clyde's crush from, you know, like, the dance episode. I kind of wish we would have saw, like, you know, Chloe again. But it's cool that, like, they remembered Emma and uh, Chandler. <laughs> I am so tired. Oh, okay. You know, like, my, my hate for Flip has lowered, but my hate for Chandler has has gone higher like every time i see chandler i just sigh like oh my god here we go again <laughs> you know i just hate chandler so much <laughs> like every time he shows up i'm like oh boy here we go again but um yeah no like i, I definitely agree because like i love i love beat like beast like sci-fi b movies just like those cheesy sci-fi 50s movies like th i'm a huge fan of that aesthetic so i love how this episode kind of went about that it kind of reminded me of the um the again the zombie apocalypse episode from season four with Lincoln, Lincoln and Clyde where they caused an entire like like it's like scared the entire town of zombie apocalypse and like this episode like Zach scared the entire town by thinking aliens were coming so like it's another disaster on Royal Woods there but yeah no I think it was pretty fun and I love that the gang helped out Zach in the end by I, I loved Stella uh, Liam and Liam and I think either Rusty or someone else dressed up as the yeah. aliens. Uh, that was Rusty. 
Rusty, yeah. No, I love that. I love them dressed up as the aliens. <laughs> that was really funny. And yeah, like I, you know, like Zach's not my favorite of the of the gang members, but like it was pretty cool just to get an episode about him. I love how that how it opens up with him being like, "This is gonna be the best day ever." Seeing his room and be excited about looking for aliens and this party he's gonna have and invite everybody to come and yeah, no, I I thought it was a really good episode. Like again, like that the satire of again cheesy fifty sci fi movies is like. I love that anytime a, a, a TV show does that because I'm a sucker for that kind of aesthetic. So yeah, no, I I really like this episode. I, I'd like to see I'd like to see more Zach episodes like this in the future. Yeah, me too. Um, I also was thinking like I don't give a lot of episodes ten out of ten. Like my favorite episode was a lot of Cover Girls, and I think this episode gave me kind of the same feeling when I was watching because it's like I was just enjoying this. The episode had like back characters eye candy for me because i love the background characters on the show i don't know why a lot of shows don't do that with me but this one i really love seeing side characters so it was like fun seeing of course girl jordan and emma and trent and richie and uh the girl without the name it was just really fun her expressions are funny and um uh, now uh i'm actually a little bit different on this one. i'm not actually i'm not i don't dislike chandler in fact, I think in this episode, though, I think it worked well because you kind of need someone to be a skeptic of what's going on because the town was invested in this idea of the aliens being around. And then Lincoln and his friends in the background were also kind of invested in it. Of course, Zach knew what was going on already, and Rusty kind of knew, but Rusty was like kind of selling them out a little bit, like, look what you did, Zach. And then, uh, but kind of was kind of there to be a good skeptic of, like, to kind of ground the episode a little bit, to have like a little bit of skepticism in there. I think that's what I think worked out really well for it too was to have that kind of balance with the characters, like someone being skeptical, someone the town just going wild with it, and then friends working in the other way. And I think it kind of had a really well balanced feeling to it. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree on that. Like you know, again, I'm not a big, I'm not really a big fan of Chandler, honestly, but I do agree that Chandler need to be that balance of oh, I don't believe in this, but then once, you know, everybody's convinced that, you know, that the aliens are real, it's like, oh, well, I was wrong about it. Like, I love that in the end he was, like, shocked that, you know, the, the aliens could be real, but of course it was flipped. But, you know, I love just, I love that, like, again, like, the whole town was, like, freaking out about it. I love the the, the shots of, like, the, the, the Lau family just, like, locking themselves away in the house with the boards up and everything, like, like an apocalypse happening or something. But I was like... Wait, so so if the family's locking themselves away, don't they realize that Link is out there and could potentially, you know, get, you know, <laughs> like captured by an alien or something? You know, like, I wonder if they knew if Link... Could... Also, like, it was so random, but, like, you... This is, like, a blink and you'll miss it moment. But once, like, there's a scene where, like, you know, Zach is, Zach is talking to the crowd about the aliens being real. And in one shot, you see Lori in the, cr- in the, cl- in the crowd. And I'm like, wait, like, Lori... What are you doing here? Aren't you supposed to be at college? <laughs> like, does this episode take place on the weekend? Like, is, is, does she have a day off from school? I was like, what is Lori doing here? <laughs> you know, it's just so random. But I guess they just needed people for the uh, the background, but they totally forgot Lori's in college. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I like, I like besides like the things I, you know, like again Chandler and some other things. But you know, I this is a really good episode. Like, it was again very very engaging and. Again, they use Flip in a good way. Like, I just, I don't like when they use Flip in a bad way, but this was like, huh, like, you actually made Flip funny again. And you actually made me, like, like laugh at something Flip did. So, you know, like, again, and, and, and making a good first Zack Focus episode. So, yeah, no, I, I definitely think this was a really fun episode. 
Yeah, uh, Flip is like Sergio, where they go a little bit better and a little bit of them goes a long way. Uh, on the Lori thing, obviously the answer is aliens. That that was alien Lori, obviously there. Alien I saw Lori. right there. That, alien Lori. That was alien Lori. There's actually yeah. real aliens that she was just an alien disguised. I, I totally believe oh, that. That's alien Lori. Alien Lori. That's the new conspiracy theory. Lori is just secretly an alien. That's <laughs> um, I saw her there saying, oh, hey, Lori, how you doing? You having a good day? You want to see the aliens, too? I like yeah. understanding. I like understanding there, too. Like, the aliens are walking to them. Like, they're not terrified. They're standing there. Chandler's eating. Like, I would actually, to be fair, I would do the same thing. I'd be, like, just eating. Like, oh, look, the aliens are coming. And yeah, this, like. This is, like, this is just really funny to see that. The reactions, like, the aliens are, they think the aliens are walking toward them. They're not even freaking out. Yeah, that was the thing. Like, when the, when the aliens did appear, like, when Zach was introducing them to the aliens, they weren't even freaking out. They're just like, "Oh hey, aliens, that's cool." <laughs> like, what? Are, weren't you guys just terrified that aliens were coming? Then all of a sudden they're here and they're like, "Oh hey, aliens, that's neat." <laughs> like it's so weird. Like the the scene where where all the the people were freaking out about the aliens. It actually kind of reminded me of not just the zombie apocalypse episode, but um, Muppets from Space. If you're a Muppet fan, it actually kind of reminded me a lot of Muppets from Space, where like the whole like crowd and the Muppets are like waiting for the aliens to come because Gonzo's gonna bring his family from space because he thinks he's an alien. So like they're all like wondering if the aliens are real now and waiting for them. That's what kind of reminded me of in that way too. Just I was like, oh great, uh, now I'm reminded of Muppets from Space. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but yeah, no, I just yeah, like why. Why did they react when they saw the aliens? Like, they were all freaking out. All of a sudden, oh, hey, aliens. That's... <laughs> it's so weird. And I was like, also, like, when they barricaded themselves in the house, because Mr. Grouse did it too, they said, you know, they just thought the aliens vaporized their fa their spaceship and ingrained themselves in society. They could vaporize these houses, though. You're not safe, guys. You're just... And Mr. Grouse is sticking his head out the door, out the window. Like, that's not helping yourself, Mr. Grouse. So that was funny, too. Yeah, like, when they were barricading the houses, like, the louds barricading their house with, like, the wood on their houses, and, like, I saw, like, Luan and Lola peeping out, it's like, guys, you're not safe in there. You that could. Was funny. It's so, so weird. Like, they don't know what to do. It's so, like, yeah, that those were funny visuals. And, and the one house said, uh, had a sign to keep out. Well, yeah. that'll keep the aliens away. Just yeah, sure. Out. That's totally gonna keep people out. Especially aliens. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's might so be much... aliens, but they're not rude. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, no. Well, now, now we're th talking about it. Like I'm thinking about it now. It's a funny episode. Just the idea of the town thinking, "Oh yeah, this is a good idea. Just barricade our houses, put a side up. That'll keep them away." <laughs> All right. So, is there anything else you want to say about this episode before before we move on to the final episode? Uh. So it was just a really fun episode. I'm glad it. I, I'm glad it was enjoyable because I wasn't. I wasn't know what to expect from it. It was really fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I was. I wasn't looking forward to this episode because I'm not really as engaged in like Zach as a character. But they made a really good episode, very funny and very engaging. So I agree. All right. So the final episode we're going to talk about today is Flying Solo. Clyde thinks that he's a shoe in for the Glee Club Solo until Lincoln accidentally auditions and lands the part. So. I'm going to have a lot to say about this episode, and I want to, you know, I, I'm not going to say how I feel about this episode, but I'd I like you to go first first. Uh, I'd I like you to go first. Uh, what do you think about Flying Solo? 
All right. Uh, first off, it was nice to see Paula again. Uh, uh, the, so the, it was interesting to see them in, in a Glee club. I wasn't expecting that. And then the other three, because they used the other plot with uh, the other part of the uh, half with the characters, Stella, Lee, not Liam, uh, Stella, Zach, and um, Rusty in the home ec club of Mr. Bolhoffner, who that man has seen things. Um <laughs> So it was, fun. it was an interesting episode to see, and then it's mostly from Clyde's point of view, where um, Clyde had been practicing all this whole entire month of stuff, while and everyone else, and he was one of this solo part. And then Lincoln does this beautiful singing and makes everybody just like they want it. And uh, it really kind of shows that, uh, like, the idea of the where they went with the plot was the idea that sometimes, even if you train hard enough, sometimes someone will have a more automatic talent to something, mm-hmm. and it kind of just shows that. Clyde, in a way, felt that his jealousy just kind of got the best of him in a way where he just felt that he worked hard for something and didn't get what he wanted. And he felt that it was kind of just taken from him and he felt horrible. And then I'm sorry, then after he uh, sabotaged Lincoln's voice, which was a little, that was a little dark there, like he mm. just made him lose his voice. And, um, but then, of course, because it's Clyde and they know Clyde very well as a character, they made him where he automatically had automatic guilt, felt horrible about it, couldn't focus, couldn't do anything. And also, they kind of did the karma thing where, like, Paul and everybody else was unintentionally because they didn't know what he did, messing with him and hitting him, having him hit, hit the wall and everything. And it was kind of like that Clyde kind of understood that he did something. Like, when he understood that he was kind of being selfish because this is about the, the, the school glee club trying to go to the next level in this contest or whatever, he felt bad that he screwed it up for, like, everyone else, like the kid who wants his ex back and stuff. And he felt kind of bad. That's when he went back to Lincoln, and it was kind of like – it was a really well-done episode. It shows that jealousy doesn't really – is sometimes is a horrible thing, and it shows that it happened. It also shows that sometimes, even if you work hard on something, that sometimes someone will – might have something better than you anyway. That was a really good episode for the message of it. Yeah, so I'm probably going to have a lot of negative things to say about Clyde on this podcast, so just be warned about that. Um, like, you know, like, 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 like valid points, but like, you know, so here's the thing, like, you know, again, I, I did like this episode. I was excited for it just because, again, I loved Lincoln Siggy in school. So I was really excited to see Lincoln Siggy again because his voice actor, Asha Bishop, is a professional, professionally trained singer. So the fact that we got, we keep getting to see Lincoln singing the show is just like, you know, like icing on the cake for me. So like, you know, seeing him like do the little solo was like really adorable and everybody get you know, starry eyed and like we have like, did you know he had the voice of an angel? I'm like, same. <laughs> and like the scene where Clyde made Lincoln him do Lincoln saying 99 bottles of a beer on the wall like that was really great and like the fact that he made all his friends like fall asleep <laughs> was so funny um but yeah and, and of course the ending the click of McCloud duet absolutely beautiful I love that but Clyde oh boy Clyde where do I begin on you in this episode um so okay here's the thing like I this is a, this is a, another situation where it's a say by the spell situation where you understand why Clyde has these motives. Because again, like, yes, he practiced, he took, he, he, um, he spent the whole time practicing. He worked so hard on this. He thought he did well and he worked really hard. And where Lincoln is already skilled at this, like, he already showed up everybody or showed up him, like, thinking he showed up him, him. And the teacher was like, oh my gosh, who's saying that? You, like, you get the part. And Lincoln, like, to his credit, though, Lincoln actually didn't want the part, though. Like, Lincoln actually stood up for Clyde and said, hey, like, what if somebody who's been practicing really hard actually should get it, you know? Like, 
it would have been like you know i i feel like this episode could have been better if like lincoln actually did want the solo if lincoln actually wanted the solo then clyde's um motives would have been more justified but i also kind of get it you know like 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 clyde was super jealous of hey i worked so hard on this and i can't believe somebody who's already more skilled than me and didn't do much in terms of practicing got the part because I get that that's very realistic because, you know, like, in certain uh, ways, like, we all get jealous of somebody who we think is better than us. So, like, if we're, we're if we're like, you know, practicing really hard on something and we think we've worked so hard only to see somebody who, again, is either, like, super lazy, like, Lincoln only just, Lincoln only, like, bragged about playing video games and he already knows how to sing really well. It's like, well, they're super lazy and I've, I've worked so hard for this. How come somebody who, like, d didn't do as much as I can get so can, can get something so easily that I can? Like, that's totally, totally respect, like, totally relatable and understandable in Clyde's motives. But the fact that Clyde thought that, okay, well, if I, if I make Lincoln lose his voice, then I'll get the part, I'll get the solo. And again, like, in Saved by the Spell, when, like, uh, the gang is saying, we can't let Lincoln do this, this, uh, this magic thing. Clyde actually, throughout the entire episode, felt horrible for doing this. Like, even in the beginning of that episode, he was like, but guys, this is scheming, and I don't want to be involved in scheming, like, in the beginning of the episode. But in this episode, he was like, oh, well, you know, like, I'm upset that Lincoln got this, so I'll, I'll break his voice, you know? And he didn't, he didn't feel bad until he got the solo, and the thing was, I feel like he didn't, he didn't, like, actually feel bad at all. Like, during the time he was, like, you know, making Lincoln lose his voice, he actually didn't feel bad until the karma got onto him that, like, oh, well, he's a terrible singer. He can't sing in the right key, and he's messing up on it. He can't remember, you know, the, the solo. He can't, remember, he can't remember the line. Like, I kind of wish there could have been more of an emphasis on, well, okay, maybe he's messing up because he feels guilty, but I feel like he wasn't guilty until the teacher pointed out how terrible he was. And then he's like, guys, I, he's like, oh, no, well... I know what to do now. I need to get Lincoln back because clearly I can't do this. You know, like, I just, I kind of wish there could have been more, like, a Saved by the Spell, like, the entire episode, Clyde felt horrible for scheming, but then in this episode, it wasn't until the karma got, uh, got to him where he said, oh, wait, well, obviously I'm terrible at this, so I need to get Lincoln back. And, I, and again, like, Lincoln did, Lincoln did, you know, forgive him and haunt him, which is really sweet, but, you know, again, I, I'm just so conflicted because, Again, it's like Saved by the Spell, where it's Saved by the Spell, you understand why the friends feel the way they do, because, like, oh, if Lincoln does this magic thing, he's gonna embarrass himself, or i.e. embarrass us, so we don't want that, so we don't want him to practice, we don't want him to do his magic and to sabotage him and think that, oh, it's gonna ruin his reputation, and here, like, Clyde is like, oh, well, I worked so hard, so how come I didn't get the part and Lincoln did, oh, so I'm gonna, like, you know, make him sing so much it's gonna break his voice and then I'll get the solo. Like, again, like, you're conflicted because you, you want to, you want to sympathize, you want to relate to how Clyde feels in this episode, because I get it. I totally get it. Like, I totally feel the same way. But the fact that he decided that he wanted to literally have Lincoln lose his voice just so he could get the part was really just super selfish and on Clyde's part. Like, I've never seen Clyde be this selfish. Like, you know, like, some people will say, well, what about Lincoln? And it's like, you know, I get it, because, like, we've seen Lincoln be super selfish in episodes, and that's part of his character. But Clyde, I just, I just don't, 
feel like it would be something he would do. Because, like, okay, like, he wants to, literally, he wants to just do this so to get the solo. Like, again, like, his jealousy got the best of him, which I guess is a weakness for him, but it's just something where I just didn't like it. You know, I, I didn't like the way they went about it. And I know people are going to argue about this, like, well, Clyde was justified in his, you know, jealousy. He was valid to feel that way. I know, he was very valid to feel that way, but I just didn't like the way they went about it. You know, like, that's the one thing about this episode where, again, it's like Saved by the Spell. I love everything about the episode, except the motives of the characters who are focused on it. Like, it's just, it kind of makes me feel like, you know, we've been making this joke lately, lately where we're like, Lincoln needs better friends. <laughs> but, you know, it's just a, a joke. But, um, I just, you know, I just didn't, it's, it, it, it's hard. Because I want to like this episode, but when I think about it with the whole thing with Clyde, it, it makes me lose my enjoyment of the episode in general but you know it's it's kind of a mixed bag for me on this episode with Clyde yeah um actually I kind of see what you mean uh because like um the episode was showing you like the dark side of jealousy and it says that Clyde just went too because his plan really went too far in that where he was just like um he put because that could, that was really bad to hurt someone's voice like that. So I really feel that, in a way, it was kind of showing you that jealousy does bad, make people do bad, stupid things they should not do, and it makes you want to feel uncomfortable with Clyde doing that. That Clyde should not be, should not have done that. It was just a really horrible thing for him to do because he was not thinking logically about what he could have done to Lincoln in that case or anything like that. I think that really showed that he was just not acting like himself he was just letting something else take over him and not be the way he normally would be like he could have just told because he could have just told lincoln how he felt because lincoln already knew probably how, how he felt in the first place they they could have worked on the plan of how to make the work out together or something like that but it just that like, clyde got so distracted in his uh in that that he just didn't think about what he was doing and it was that was the hard that was the that was the part of the episode that got got to me it was like wow he really did all that just to get the part and like there was that's the thing that got to me with it yeah yeah because like I kind of wish this episode could have been like again Clyde went to Lincoln and said hey like I want to get the solo and Clyde and Lincoln's like yeah I know you've worked so hard maybe I can help you like Lincoln like I I when I first saw the promo. I thought Lincoln was pretending to lose his voice, that way Clyde could get the solo. And that's what I was hoping this episode would have been, where it's like, maybe the reveal was that Lincoln actually the whole time knew, Lincoln, knew Clyde was trying to break his voice, and he was actually pretending to lose his voice, and then was revealed, oh, I was just trying to help you out, buddy, because I know that you wanted this part so badly. But no, like, they actually had Clyde legit, like, like, his jealousy took over, and he actually did do a, a pretty horrible thing to his friend. Like, I kind of wish somebody in this episode could have, like, called him out for it and been like, Hey, like, don't, like, do you know why Lincoln lost his voice, Clyde? It's like, oh, um, I, I don't know. It's like, it's like, oh, well, you actually are the one that did this to Lincoln. Why, why would you do that, you know? Like, I kind of wish somebody could have called him out for it. But, again, I you know, it's fine that he realized that he needed to get Lincoln back. But I just kind of wish there could have been more to this episode than just like, oh, Clyde is you know jealous of Lincoln and that he does a bad thing and that he he doesn't realize he did a, he did the bad thing until you know he like realizes that oh I I can't do the solo I need Lincoln but in the end at least Lincoln and Clyde both got to do the solo which was really nice but you know like it, it, it's hard because 
you know, again, like saved by the spell, you want to you want to agree with the friend's motives of how they do this. But again, with Clyde, it just didn't feel right for his character. It felt out of character for me for for Clyde to feel super jealous of Lincoln um, and do this to him. You know, like that's kind of being a horrible friend. You know, just the fact that you're so jealous of your friend to where you want to literally lo like have them lose their voice. And then, like, through the entire episode, they actually do get, like, its voice back. But it's, like, didn't anybody question this? Like, how did Lincoln lose his voice? Oh, Clyde, you clearly had Lincoln, like, literally, like, you had Lincoln sing 99 bottles of, of beer on the wall at, 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 at lunch, <laughs> you know? Like, I, I think there's something here where it's connected to you, Clyde, you know? But... I don't know. I'm just so conflicted on it because I, I, I've seen a lot of people really, like, love this episode. Like, I remember a bunch of people actually rated 10 out of 10. And I was like, really? 10 out of 10? Like, I don't think it's a perfect episode, but alright. But, like, that's why I don't really rate episodes. I don't like to rate episodes because I don't know how to rate an episode based on, like, if it's, if it's a 10 out of 10, to me it's a perfect episode. And I don't think people really, uh, think that, but that's just my opinion, you know, that's why I don't like to rate, rate episodes, because, like, how am I supposed to know if this is a 10 out of 10 or, like, a 5 out of 10 or something based on enjoyment, but, you know, like, I, I, I really, I, I kind of, I, I, I just wish, I, I wish I enjoyed this episode more than I wanted to, like, I really, I was excited for it, I was waiting to enjoy it, and then when the episode happened, I felt disappointed because of Clyde, and I hate to say that because I love Clyde, but Clyde was the whole reason that, th that this episode fell flat for me. And I, I just feel bad for, for being negative about it, but th that that's just that's just how I feel about it. I just really wish I could have enjoyed this episode more than I, than I did, than I, wa than I wanted to. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. Uh, there is a lot of, like, this episode really kind of makes you feel uncomfortable, but when you watch it, because... Um... Like, I originally thought the plot would be, like, Lincoln and Clyde were competing for the part. Not just Lincoln automatically gets out there. It would be, like, it was like that type of way they compete and they get mad at each other or something. But I didn't know it would be, like, the way it went. And I just, that was just a little bit um, off-center for Clyde a little bit. Because um, he's usually not like that as much. But it's kind of just uh, really, really weird how that happened for him. Because he was, because uh, I don't. Want to, I, I didn't want it to be negative for him either, but it just felt that he just did a lot of things that he definitely shouldn't have done. I'm glad he figured out he shouldn't have done it, but he it was just really, really uh, just strange for him. But I'm just, hope, I'm just feeling that maybe that was because he just let jealousy take over and people will maybe act not like themselves when they're really jealous about something and he just wasn't thinking. But yeah, it would have been interesting. Um, that I don't know if maybe it was because I was paying attention. Like The other ones fell asleep when they were singing a song and the other ones were too busy like, Doing the um, making the uh, the the Glee Club stuff happen in the costumes, but I think it's just kind of it makes it's episode that makes you want to think though a lot though. Yeah, yeah, like you know, like the last episode we had the um the 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 resident up resident upheaval episode. I love that one because again, it was a Lincoln and Clyde competing episode, but you understood why they they did the things they did. Because they were working to, you know, get their grandmas into Sunset Canyon. And they were doing it out of the goodness of their hearts for their grandmas. Like, they were competing because they cared about their grandmas. And here, like, I really wish it could have been where Lincoln and Clyde were both competing for the solo. Because, again, Lincoln has a beautiful voice. And, like, you know, if he was like, 
I want like if Lincoln was like, oh, I I I entered the Glee Club because I want to get the solo. And Clyde's like, but wait, I you know I've wanted the solo for so long. And Clyde and Lincoln's like, well, you know maybe I could get it myself. And then they both start getting mad at each other, start competing, and maybe you'll get again. Clyde gets jealous of I've been working so hard while Lincoln's been doing video games, and maybe maybe Lincoln's like, well, I I I have this beautiful voice already. He knows it, so blah blah blah. Maybe they both find ways to like you know, sabotage each other, but, like, again, like, Clyde trying to break Lincoln's voice, or Lincoln doing the exact same thing, and again, if, if that was the, if that was the way they went about it, then the episode would be more justified in their jealousy against each other, or, again, like, Clyde being jealous of Lincoln getting the part, and Lincoln actually being more, like, confident and being like, oh, yeah, like, I got the part because I wanted it, because I, I've actually been practicing, or I already have a better voice than you, Clyde, or something like that, like, Again, it's not out of character for Lincoln to be, like, super selfish or stuck up at various times. So, I could have seen him, like, really wanting the part and be like, oh, I got it first. Like, an intro for the worst, you know? With intro for the worst, when Lincoln and Clyde were competing for, you know, being manager at Flips. You know, Clyde got it first and was, like, really, you know like, really into it, and then, like, Lincoln got it, he wanted it so badly, and then he was like, oh, yeah, now I'm the manager, like, that should have been this episode where they both wanted the solo and competed for it, and then both got jealous of each other, and then were both upset that, like, you know, they both wanted it, and they were both fighting, and they, they realized that they were kind of being jerks to each other, then I could have joined the episode more just because, again, their jealousy would be more justified than just, like, Lincoln, again, like, Lincoln standing up for Clyde, though. Like, the fact that Lincoln knew that Clyde wanted this part so badly should have been an indication to Clyde that he shouldn't do this to Lincoln because Lincoln didn't want the part in the first place. Again, like, that, that's the, the one thing. Like, if, it, if, Lincoln, if Clyde, not Lincoln, uh, or Lincoln, yes. If Lincoln would have not stood up for Clyde and said, uh, I, I know somebody who's been working so hard and wants it so badly, then, you know, Clyde doing this to Lincoln wouldn't be so questionable or so, you know, like, bad. But I guess that's the whole reason this episode is to make Clyde look look like the bad guy. Because, again, Lincoln did stand up for him. Which, again, I don't like. I don't like making Clyde the bad guy because he's Clyde's so sweet. Like, no, don't do that to poor little innocent Clyde. But, yeah, you're right with, like, the jealousy getting, getting with, you know, um, you know, jealousy, you know, taking over Clyde, again, justified, but, like, also, there's, there's ways that the episode could have went about that they actually did, but, you know, it, it, I, it, 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 it's, it's conflicting on me about this episode. Yeah, um, yeah, I, that, that makes a lot of sense, too, uh, because they, they could have done a whole bunch of things with the episode, they had a lot of potential for it, so, they, but they, this idea was kind of, I guess, unless they wanted to make, make, feel, make the audience feel uncomfortable, like, so that you don't do it yourself, maybe that was the purpose. That's true, that's true, yeah. Um, we've talked a lot about this episode, but is there anything else you want to say about Flying Solo? Um, no, I think we said a lot. <laughs> yeah, we did say a lot about it. There's a lot to, to digest with that episode. It's just... Yeah, it's so conflicting on my part. But yes, that yeah. is all. That was all the new episodes of The Loud House and The Casa Grandes that came out uh, Friday and Monday. Um, I want to ask you this question real quick. Out of all these episodes that came out, because there was a lot, uh, which one was your favorite? Uh, 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 Zack Attack. Okay, yeah, that's definitely a good choice. Um, and that's yeah. for me... Uh, Definitely flight plan. Love flight plan. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that there was but but all these episodes were really 
really fun and entertaining episodes, you know. Besides my gripes of flying solo, it was still an entertaining yeah. episode. But uh, Skylar, thank you so much for coming out to my podcast. Like, I had a lot of fun doing this with you. Like, we had a lot of great uh, you know, conversations and discussions on these episodes. But again, thank you so much for doing this with me. Uh, thank you for having me. This was fun. I hope to have you back again sometime if you'd like to come back on again. Yeah, that'd be great. So uh, before we go, uh, is there any social media you'd like to plug on my show? Uh, yeah, um, you can follow me on Twitter at MyChiller. I tweet pretty much anything. <laughs> I also um, have two blogs I, where I write about different TV stuff and a lot of just a bunch of stuff. On I have one blog called Joshua Online. That's joshuaonline.blogspot.com. And MyChiller TV, which is mytillertv.blogspot.com. On the second one, I do a lot of Loud House and Casa Grande posts about the episodes that have come on the air, and I do looks at those, and also done the entire first and second seasons on both blogs because I uh, switched between the two for uh, at the middle point. Yeah. All right, so I'll make I'll make sure to link those in the description and make sure you guys check those out. And as for me, if you have any questions about, about the podcast or want to discuss the podcast with me, you can contact me over Excel Eclipse on Twitter or at the podcast's Twitter, Casa Loud Chats. And we'll see, uh, well, well, we don't really know when we'll see you next time. I mean, technically we'll see you next time after next week because, again, next week we have eight brand new episodes of the Casa Grandes coming out, including the big episode Utter Mess coming out on the 16th. And I actually do have a special guest plan for all eight of those episodes because uh, Utter Mess, we're going to be having the return of Lincoln in the show. I'm going to be having a return special guest from last year, uh, the, sec the second time we're doing a crossover episode with Loud Casa Talks, the, the Loud Casa Talks podcast. I'm going to be having Nate and Old Meat on as, as special guests again, because last year I actually had them around the same time. I had them on around February, uh, around Valentine's Day for the Valentine's Day themed episodes of The Loud House. And so when Other Mess was announced as being the episode with Lincoln in it, I was like, well... I would love to have Nate and me back on again on the episode since their episode since their show is Loud Casa and I'm Casa Loud, so you know it's a perfect combination. Um, and and also um, that week or maybe next the week after, I'm not sure when we're going to be doing this. Um, I'm going to be returning on Saran's podcast for Casa Loud Cybercast, not Casa Loud Chill Out Sessions, Cybercast now, to talk about the episode on our mess with Saran. I am really excited to do that, so I can't wait for that as well. So yes, uh, we'll. but again, we're going to be having that big, big week of Casa Grande episodes, so I'm not sure when I'm going to be recording for that one, but we'll see what happens. So again, we'll see you all next time on Casa Loud Chats.